This week's Arashua Public Radio is sponsored by Core of the Burning Heart and Weaponless Zen Sister Unity Fund. Remember, no bond is greater than the bond between two sisters. Welcome to the very first Judgment episode of Arako Public Radio for the week of November 2nd. We're the casual X-Men chat show where we have nothing inside room, all of the reckless speculation you can ever want. I'm Rod, and this is the Chikunga to my Wade Wilson, my one and only Omega Mute, Ian. This week, we're talking about X-Men Red number eight and Deadpool number one. I feel like it might be the highest hit ratio for me. I at least enjoyed everything we read this week yeah i had complete i had 100 percent fun this week <laughs> yeah that's always a great sign before we go there though i want to play a game of what the headline that's where i see if you can guess the headline this week a high profile director of mostly huge 90s movies, he wants to make an x-men movie and he wants to make an x-men movie about a certain x-men character did you see this headline i did not okay that makes this more fun. Do you have any guesses for who that director might be and who he wants to make a movie about? 90s director. You don't get too hung up on the 90s. Like His 90s films are the ones I recognize the most, but he okay. did work in the 80s and he's still working today, so got a breath of it. Okay. Um, oh, God. Okay. Okay. Prolific director wants to do an X-Men movie. Yeah. Or an X Men, okay, X Men character. Yeah, well, he wants he wants to make a movie focused on one fan favorite mutant. Okay, uh, I think maybe. I think maybe. Uh, Do you have a motorcycle in your bedroom right now? So that that is a Mustang in the parking lot that wakes us up every morning at five a.m. <laughs> There should be, like, muffler laws. <laughs> yes. Anyways, back to this. So my guess was going to be, um, is it Tim Burton with Nightcrawler? Ooh. No, but when we get to going through the week, that might be a good answer for that. No. <laughs> it's uh, Almost Famous and Vanilla Sky director Cameron Crowe wants to make a Dazzler movie. Specifically wants to cast pop star Dua Lipa as Dazzler. Interesting. Does he have oh. any connections at Marvel to make that happen? It doesn't sound like it, but I thought that was a really interesting fan cast by a pretty huge director. Yeah, a fan cast and a fan job application at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Not you know? And honestly, with, yeah. with his pedigree, I could see him getting to do that at some point. Maybe yeah. not an MCU project, but if they ever expand out into doing one-offs like Fox would have done, I could see it happening. No, absolutely. Thinking of just like, you know, Almost Famous even, or like singles, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, any of those. Definitely, he knows his own talents there. Like, I feel like that is, if he was plated, mm-hmm. a pretty good pull. Absolutely. All right. Want to talk X-Men Red? Let's go X-Men Red. All right. The issue opens with Cable and Korra recruiting Weaponless Zen in Gosnell's bar, which is doing Guardians of the Galaxy series. The sisters banter, but Zen agrees to help take down Abigail Brain. We see a diplomatic meeting was called between the Shi'ar and the Peace Scroll Alliance, with Saul represented by Frenzy 
Nova since Storm couldn't attend. Frenzy tries to lower tensions in the room, but Storm's absence makes things tense. Abigail, Brand, and Mentalo watch through surveillance in glee. Empress Zandra shows up and reveals the truth behind the shapeless ridge and the part the Shi'ar played in prolonging the Kree Skrull War. Uh, we learned about that in Marauders, but uh, Brand celebrates the fireworks happening. Abel briefs his new and incredibly cool team on Brand's scheming that they uncovered at the end of the last issue. Abigail is working with Orvis Stellaris and playing both the Krakoans and Orcus. Her scheme is bigger than any of that and involves stealing some of Cable's techno-organic virus. Manifold's able to use the virus to create a wormhole and jump them to the world farm. Uh, there, they uncovered the aliens that revived Vulcan way back in issue like four of Hickman's run and realize that he's been replaced. Cable realizes Abigail's probably played the progenitors. Nope, not that progenitor, the one from Ewing's cosmic stuff also, but they're interrupted by a horrifying like sphere-headed monstrosity. Meanwhile, at the diplomatic meeting, tensions continue to boil while war between the Kree Scroll Alliance and the Shigar seems inevitable. Until Vulcan arrives and uh, saying he's ready to reclaim his throne, and a joyous Abigail Brand watches and declares checkmate. A whole lot happened in this issue. Yeah. It also expected us to have a whole bunch of other connections already. Although I gotta say, Ewan does a really good job of finding excuses to explain that stuff if you didn't see it when it happened. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I feel weird when we've already been saying the series is amazing, but it's about to pop off. Like, right? No, absolutely. It's it's cool. I'm excited to see it kind of pop off into its own storyline outside of the event. Al Ewing is a genius. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like every every time I think that Al Ewing can't impress me more, goes and impress me more. <laughs> Can I my uh, take on Abigail Brands? brain plan she's literally playing everyone for what's basically the patriot patriot act she's george bush if he knew how to plan like yeah like that's her her grand scheme is just she wants to be able to see everything always do whatever it takes to make that happen that you know that is absolutely right that's what she's doing she's uh Except she's really really good at it mm-hmm. and i can't wait to see cable end up one step ahead of her anyway absolutely yeah, that's no, it's that. Um, I thought of uh, oh, which one is it? Is it Winter Soldier when they're gonna do that in the MCU? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this isn't freedom, this is fear, you know, same idea. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she, she is fear. Okay, I'll run down that that crew that Cable's got going Cable, his kid, Weaponless Zen, Aura, it's Thunderbird, and Manifold. That's the real X Force. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Did legitimately. Wrap up Percy's run and give these guys an X Force book. Like, let me write X Men Red and X Force. Have it be all of this. That would be that would be really fun. I love this team. Like as a concept in general, it's fantastic. Right? They're so cool. Uh, I don't know that I really good manifold powers, or maybe they changed his powers a little bit here. But the idea that all he has to do is recognize something and where it is, and he's able to go to it. And so mm-hmm. uh, they, she has the only other genetic match to, to Cable's techno-organic virus, so he's able to basically make a wormhole when he do, and they're able to pop through. That is such a cool power set. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't think it worked that way either at first, but then like when they, when they said that, I was like, okay, wait, that's way cooler than I thought. <laughs> 
Well, I don't even mean cooler in like it's more powerful because it actually seems like it might be lower power than some of the other teleportations we've seen. But I love when powers do things in creative ways that are like, I want to say high sci-fi ways, but like that is a really like interesting power set. And I feel like we don't get a lot of cool, new, interesting power sets. So whether that's new or that's just using him in a way I haven't seen before, I really dug that. I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. Uh, we didn't see much of Thunderbird, but having him there made me really happy. It makes me excited to see him going forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now that was um that was that was a treat. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember if we saw when he because we saw Cable kind of start to build a team back in the first couple issues of X Men Red, but I don't That's remember right. if Thunderbird was there already or not. I it might have been a surprise this issue. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I. Either way, I'd forgotten, so it was still a happy surprise. Right, yeah, no, it was a surprise for me either way. If it was there, I don't remember it either, so I have a feeling it might not have been. They hit hard a couple times to, like, Storm's not here, and none of us know, like, we can't say where she is. That's that's the question, right? What is, I think, on a specific level, they say something along the lines of, like, she's fighting something or waging yeah. another battle. Yeah, I think it's it's vagary of like yeah, like you said, waging another battle. So it's not clear if she's fighting another political fight or if she's literally fighting them. But yeah, like you know, with how it was mentioned a few times, and the fact that they made a point of pointing out it was Storm, because why wouldn't it be Lotos there? Couldn't Lotos mm -hmm. be the one that's the diplomat now? So it's gonna come back around. Whatever she's doing is important, and mm -hmm. she was on one of the covers of the. Like, I think it was a variant, but... So. Oh, yeah. She's on a cover and isn't in the issue. Like, something bigger is happening with her story, for sure. You would think. Yeah, uh, the first time they mention it and they explain it, they say, a prior conflict, emphasis on the conflict, auditions for the empty seats of the Great Ring, I suspect. So we did get a little specifics there. But that's not even that's not even like a confirmation. That's them saying, like, ah, this is what I think it is. Yeah, speculation. Well, it wouldn't really make sense to me when a literal galactic war is about to pop off and, like, you're having a meeting to avoid that. Sorry, I have to go to the arena and watch the fights that are going to happen regardless. That doesn't really make sense to me. So I definitely think we're going to find out she is either part of Cable's, like, plan. Like, going, she's going around back or something and she's <laughs> also involved. Or she's got her own way of confronting. Okay, so there's that data page that describes each of the people at the diplomatic meeting at the beginning. Yeah. And when it talks about uh, Nova being there, remember that line? I've got it right here so I can read it to you. Uh, it says, he stood when all else fell. He stands when all is lost. Broken land sees him. Richard Ryder is of Araco. And one, that just sends chills up my spine because, yeah, he, he fought for them in uh, Judgment Day and their respect or whatever but it also really made me think about how one of the main complaints about Krakoa is that it's turned the mutants into separatists and oh it's it's making them isolationists in like a bad way or bringing up as a negative and Araka really contrasts that in a really cool way that yeah being of Araka has nothing to do with genetics We've seen they took on the NASA guy in, was that two issues ago? Three issues? How many issues ago it was? Uh, they're taking on Nova here. But, like, who you, and in the very beginning of Red, Magneto gets to become a Baraka in uh, Fisher King's eyes. Like, all it takes to become an Iraqi 
is to be true to the people of Morocco. And it's it's a community unlike what we see in Krakoa in a really interesting and contrasting way. Yeah, it's like you don't have to be, you know, from there necessarily. You don't have to have the genetics. You just have to follow uh, a code. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really, really a cool thing that he really interesting ways to go back to and keep circling back around and reiterating in ways that just make everyone awesome. I don't really like Richard Wright is not really my Nova, but this makes you really care about him. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's just like, yeah, his, his defense of Araka was super cool too. Like the way he was taking it so personally almost. And now to this where storm was jumping to everyone's, like mind and he just kept that mantra of like it's all on me it's all on me i've got to do this all right do you want my latest theory that will probably be wrong in the long run but i'm really really adamant about right now yes orbis stellaris mm-hmm. he's another sinister. it's another sinister but they make a point in there of referencing that he's a geneticist like now, whether that's just another random clone or if this is going to be the third suit, like as we're going through all the different suits of Sinisters or whatever, but mm-hmm. any of them. That's interesting. I like that idea. I do like that. I can see that. But if you look at like the name structure, it kind of, because it's, it's what, there's... Stasis? Yes, Dr. Stasis. So like the kind of structure of that name, Orbis, Stellaris, Mr. Sinister, Dr. Stellaris. Like, there's yeah. Stasis, Stasis, Sinister, Solaris. Yeah, like okay. Totally, like, think about the Metal Gear Solid, like, Solid, Liquid, Solidus. Totally yep. the same idea. Revolver, Revolver, Ocelot, Ocelot. <laughs> Mark that one on my my plant. My... You're sticking your flag in it now? Yeah, that's the phrase I was looking for. <laughs> I love this issue. This issue oh, was this, so much fun. This issue was so much fun. I this had a blast. Is consistently the greatest thing mm-hmm. i mean the vulcan stuff like took me by a surprising amount of surprise well, last we saw him died and right i would have assumed he's not getting revived by the resurrection protocols i don't see uh xavier rushing to resurrect him again after like how bad the last one went mm-hmm. um so presumably he came back by other means he came in hard and fast that was pretty cool <laughs> Yeah. Uh, bringing in Hickman that hard was interesting to see because mm-hmm. it's been a while and it really seemed like they were leaving a lot of Hickman threads for Hickman to pick up. That was really cool. Uh, yeah. also I... br- brought in the Marauder stuff, but in a way that didn't make me feel like I I would have to be reading Marauders if I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Because um, the whole, that was one of the 10 that was on the list that they discovered in marauders the what was it the 10 great sins or whatever they called it um, yes the the 10 sins of the uh crimson whatever the were the ones protecting the 10 sins. yeah 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 absolutely i couldn't think of their name thank you and so this was a really cool way to bring it in i think it was way more interesting than like the one about there was mutants before mutants and that's our deepest darkest secret this one is way cooler than that. <laughs> no, this one is a way, way better secret. <laughs> Plan being like galactic war. Mm-hmm. Seems, seems extreme. A little bit, but you know, 
and it makes sense since you know she was like i think even in the data page i don't know mention something of oh yeah the new sword taking the role of shield a global defense agency so it's just like very very you know that whole government control yeah. thing I, i'm telling you i feel very patriot acty like that's what it feels like to me but um where's hulkling where is hulkling they mention hulkling but uh, the only person that mentions him is nova though like that's you right think when when one character gets so upset at the emperor's being late or whatever your emperor didn't even show up your emperor's not coming like what and I assume maybe he ties into some of the resolution, and so they're making like Hulkling showing up a big deal. But yeah, it feels like if you're literally avoiding Galactic War and the head of state of one of the nations shows up, the other would too. But maybe I'm applying too much real world politics. Like I couldn't imagine like, it would be President of America showing up and the Russian president doesn't even show up. Like, he just sends a delegate. Right. Also, I did. Uh, I did really like how different Abigail Brand's data page looked. Like just the way yeah. it all looks. I thought that was just a nice touch of like design. Uh, yeah, and I didn't really talk about that. Was quite the info dump too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all of the I, bad things. I am behind. <laughs> yeah. Here's every. Here's how I played every single side of this three-year-long conflict that. You've been following as all these pieces, and I just see them as chess pieces, and here's how I played each side. Yeah, that page had a really neat design aesthetic that feels like they're going to have to use again, or it was a, like, I, I don't think they would have gone to that extent to design it and never, never use it again. I, I'd have to agree with that, yeah. Uh, speaking of data pages, I really enjoy the data pages in Deadpool, so you want to jump over? Yes, let's jump over to Deadpool. Issue opens with Deadpool captured by Poison Ivy, the harrower. She's got him strapped down with her vines and it sliced him open and inserted some carnage bits and pieces in hopes of creating a new symbiote loyal to her. Freaks out, both because, you know, his history of symbiotes and being captured, cut open, not fun. But more importantly, he needs to go kill Doc Ock. He's trying out for this group called the Atelier, and the only way he can join their industrious ranks is if he kills Doc Ock in 48 hours. And it's been 46 already! Uh, he also has this crush on one of the assassins, Valentine Wong, uh, and his crush on them is easily the funniest part of the whole book. Uh, he was on Doc's, uh, Doc Ock's lab when the Harrower captured him, so anyways, he manages to escape her clutches, and there's a big fight, and then luckily... He didn't take him very far. So he's able to really quickly return to the lab. Uh, as he confronts Otto, though, he collapses and seemingly goes into labor with the new Carnage. For a first issue, this was really fun. I had a lot of fun with it. Like, it was just, it was the exact right vibe of Deadpool that I do like. Yeah. She writes him really well. Uh, I love, they, she does the same thing uh, Percy did, but better, where it's the, the standard Krakoa data pages, but then he has scribbled over them. Mm -hmm. But his jokes are really funny. Like, I enjoy what Deadpool wrote on the various data pages. And then there's a really great one that I, like I said, is the funniest part, where he's writing all of his possible pickup lines for, for Valentine Wong. The single best one, like, my line was, want to be my inmate? 
like indie. But, but that's also the only reference in the entire issue to the character being non-binary, which I think is really cool because a lot of the writers of Deadpool in the past would have just made some insensitive jokes or like, oh, pronouns in a Marvel comic, kind of like dumb joke, and then moved on. So seeing not only embracing Deadpool's queerness, but he doesn't even register as something different or unique that this crush he's got is non-binary i thought was really cool and shows some growth in how they're treating the character absolutely i uh i i appreciate that a lot like it didn't go into the mean gross territory that like some older more toxic deadpool comics and fans would go for um and it didn't do the whole like making a big deal of it and like being like, look at us, look at us. We are being positive and representative and da 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 da. You know, it just was like, hey, this person's non-binary and Deadpool's into them. Well that that wannabe my inmate line was like the perfect example. You always hear people like, oh, so we can't joke about pronouns or oh, we can't joke about right. being non-binary. And, like that is the perfect example of being able to, yeah, when you're out joking at something. You make a joke about a concept, like right? It's like no (laughs) sweet joke. It's like no dog. You just have to be funny. Like (laughs) no, I I laughed so hard at that that um I took a picture of that line and sent it to one of my friends, and they were like, "This is the best." (laughs) Uh, I I listen along can do no wrong in my book. I'm definitely gonna gonna continue reading this. Uh, so this is definitely gonna tie into some of the symbiotes, though. So that means oh, there yeah. will be some some X Men in some of the symbiotes. So there's another event we get to cover. <laughs> yes. By my count, by my count, there is four different Carnage or Carnage uh, <laughs> children. Children. Yeah. Well, not even children though, because we've True. seen actual children in the symbiotes. But yeah, like pieces or appendages or there's at least four of them running around. So clearly, like, the summer of the symbiotes is going to be a big knockdown brawl between symbiotes at this point that's true because there's what there's the two in carnage there's the two, there's the two in carnage and there's the three. well there was the one that was in um oh gosh thor right just recently yes. yeah the, yeah that made hell near which was awesome i love fantastic that was very fun <laughs> so before this issue the only Deadpool writer that I have major fame for, that I absolutely adore, is Joe Kelly. And most recently, he wrote the Spider-Man Deadpool Globe book. I really hope this Duck Ock thing leads to lots of Spider-Man in this. Like, I think the Spider-Man Deadpool dynamic is so fun. And I feel like this is going to be the only writer other than Kelly that I can immediately trust to write those two a really fun compelling way no i i can agree to that too because like when the when that dynamic is done well it's so much fun and i'd also just like a book about peter that i enjoy reading but that's another story um (laughs) next month with dark web we get to get really invested in that again oh man (laughs) i We'll talk. We'll talk. I don't think we're going to focus on it as heavily as we did the last crossover that we focused yeah. on. But we, we should still cover it, for sure. It um, could be in the Around the Universe stuff, though, if we, if we go there. Yeah. 
So one that uh, one thing that got me was some data pages from the Harrower talking about uh, like how she was altering Carnage, yeah. and that she ended up having to use Tarantula Hosk, uh, Hawk Wasp uh, Venom. And that got me because I'm a big Fallout fan, and Tarantula Hawk Wasps are what become Cazadors in Fallout New Vegas. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. So that was fun, and I've been almost attacked by one in real life. So that's really funny. I I remember I read that obviously, but that did not click with me. And I love New Vegas, but I never made that connection. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. I hope that this might be a sign they're going to be narrower because been around. Three or four years now, right? It's been a couple years since debuted. I mean, I made the joke. She really is a poison ivy analog, but she's oh, really yeah. interesting. I love the part in here where she talks about like, like she just starts listing like, oh, I don't use just one kind of power. I use magic, and I use uh, whatever it was, biofusion, and she like lists. Why well, use one thing? I, I think there's a lot of potential for her as a villain, or even just well, I guess. I guess if she went to anti-hero, then knew she would just be a real poison ivy ripoff. But as a villain, right. she's really interesting. Yeah. Was, oh, I actually so I had it open directly to that quote, anyways. <laughs> so where she's like, spellification, a little biofusion, a little biofission, a little magic. Why limit yourself to just one? And then Deadpool immediately, oh, I'm with you. I don't believe in limiting myself either. Categories are for the unimaginative. <laughs> I Wong is winning me over. Very good writing here. She's writing the current run of Doctor Afra in, which is definitely a top two Star Wars book right now. It and the Dark Vader run that are happening are like the only two I don't kind of have to leave for the end of the week because I can't drop any of the Star Wars, but some of it's turned into real trudge. But I'm really enjoying. She, she writes a really interesting Doctor Afra. There's a couple characters in it that have, have been very Deadpool-like, so I had a feeling I would really enjoy this. I hope it goes back to being more about his life on Krakoa. Mm-hmm. Like, part of what was fun about him joining X-Force and stuff was it was Wade Wilson as a mutant. An honor a mutant, but as a mutant. And it kind of seems like this first arc, at least, is separating him again from that. Like, the tease we got at the end of the New Mutants was really, really fun. So I'd love to see him interacting with Krakoa. And also, doesn't he have a daughter on Krakoa? Maybe? I, I honestly don't remember that. Like, I really thought we were heading towards the daughter being his motivation for being on X-Force, and they never referenced it. I mean, I, I feel like they I got like a... dad. Dad yeah. Deadpool. So Deadpool? <laughs> yeah, Dadpool's fun. So if we never reference her existence again, that's gonna be a bummer. No, um, I'm thinking they'll have to. Like, I feel part of me feels like you can't use the whole like Destiny of X, you know, top corner stuff unless you actually reference it at some point. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it could also just be a marketing thing to get more people to grab issue one. But I know. <laughs> I'd love to see it him tie into uh, Fall of X. And I'm kind of surprised, maybe because the book just launched, he's not tying into Dark Web at all with his 
his general proximity to the Spider-Man mythos. It's interesting he's not like Spider-Man next when are crossing over and he has nothing to do that's a little surprising, but yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe maybe it's just like too soon. <laughs> yeah. You definitely well, and it's weird that we went over a year without a Deadpool book. I remember when I was in college, like right out of college, the first half of the 2010s, just the Deadpool ongoings at once at once. Or maybe it was two ongoings and maxis or but there was at least four Deadpool books coming out at one time in 2010 ish. And we were down to there was nothing Deadpool coming out for the first half of this year. Really interesting to me. So I, I could totally see him trying to keep him on his own for a little bit before crossing over with anything. Mm-hmm. Then that might be the case. It might just be like, we can do this, like, you know, throwing in a brand new book into an event with things like X-Men Red, but for like Deadpool's own book and the first one in a while, we have to like let it get its legs first. Yeah. But maybe it just needs one arc to get its legs. Maybe he, by yeah. fall of X, he can be ready to join. And I'd be happy else, with that. Show up to the Hellfire Gala. Yes. Maybe, oh. maybe issue of him just backstage at the Hellfire Gala. I'd I'd like to see his outfit for a Hellfire Gala. Oh, that'll be fun. I think it's happening this year. That's yeah. another one to put on my my list of predictions because there's no way he's going to have a book they're calling part of the X line. He's not at least getting an outfit. That's mm-hmm. mine. All right. Question of the week. Question of the week. All right. Last week, we asked, we saw a lot of Marvel characters face the progenitor. Anyone we didn't see who you wish we had? And uh, I, our buddy Broken Record was nice and messaged me this afternoon with a, hey, YouTube just says the episode's going to premiere two days ago. And I went <laughs> on, and apparently there's some like authorization issue when it uploaded. So it just premiered like right before we're recording on YouTube. Oh, weird. It's been up on Spotify and like the audio side. Mm-hmm. days now but the youtube never actually uploaded and i didn't realize so we have no there everybody else's answer that's that's fine i'm i'm not super butthurt uh if you have a good answer there to us for next week we've got some light weeks coming up so we can always go back and reference old questions because well we have four books next week but they're all lighter books we can get stuff in so if you yeah. have any answer for this question that i we didn't get to because we hadn't recorded it send it and we'll do it and we'll ask another question in a minute but Keegan, did you have an answer for someone we didn't see who you want to see you know i was thinking about it and thinking about it and uh it doesn't work really timeline wise just because of where he's at but i would have liked to have seen like pre-King and Black Eddie Brock. Okay. But see, since... I would say I even have found it fun to see the current Eddie Brock. That's... Like, yeah. even all the different variations, like, that would have been a fun way to play with what they're doing. So, spoiler alert for anyone that wants to eventually catch up on Al Ewing's and uh, Rom V's. Venom it hasn't yet, but it would have been really interesting to see, like, of the time displaced Eddie's face judgment separately. That you know what? Oh, okay. How cool so you know, you know that uh that page where it's a bunch of panels of different judgments. <laughs> what if it's just each one and it's thumbs up or thumbs down, no words for each one? That would be yeah. cool. That would have been really cool. <laughs> like yeah, a meridian. We need to petition Kieran Gillen to go back and insert that one page into the omnibus. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
<laughs> we know they're buddies, so I bet you he would go for Al. That, that's fair. That's a good point. My answer is probably cliche to an extent for how much I talk about this character. Laura Kenny. we didn't see her judged. I would have loved, one, fact that she sort of used to be a clone, but now we found out she's actually like genetically his daughter or whatever. It would have been mm-hmm. fun to contrast her judgment with Wolverine's judgment. It would have just been cool to see her face it, see how she responds to it. And I just, anytime I can get more Laura on my screen, I'm happy. <laughs> And you know, I get that. I mean, I if if you anyone here actually watches like when I was really going hard on all the Venom TikToks, like yeah, yeah. I mean, that's mine's also a cliche for me. <laughs> all right. So for next week, feel free to give us an answer to that one if you didn't. But also tying into that news story I I dropped at the beginning, I want to hear what's a director that you want to see direct an X-Men solo movie and who's the character you want to see them. And you know, you can go as far as Cameron did and give us the actor you think that director should have play at. So make it a three-parter. Actor, director, and character for the ultimate, like, oh, these, this group should make a solo movie. All right. Next week? Next week. Next week's four books, like I said. I'm excited for two of them. Uh, we're going to launch a Sabretooth and the Exiles. I'm, I'm super excited really for that. Yeah. yeah, the Sabretooth like, miniseries was super fun. Uh, this one I'm excited for too. I mean, it's a little interesting because it had the extra oomph for the mini of the Krakoan Hell. Like, we're mm-hmm. seeing what Mutant Heaven looks like was Mutant Hell. And this kind of takes that out of it. And it's just kind of a chase series where they're, he's chasing down the Exile. Like, they're, they're off trying to not be sent back to Krakowin Hell. But yeah. I still think it'll be really awesome. I'm I love the creative team. I think it's great they get to continue. I'm really interested to see where it's headed. And it seems like it's gonna be kind of a pocket. It's not gonna be tying into any of the bigger things going on. And as much as I'm enjoying the bigger things, I like to have little pockets and little oh. explorations of characters. So Yeah. Super no, that's yeah, I, I still, my only thing is I still think that the branding of it should have been like letter X dash Isles. <laughs> I have definitely seen like the old Exiles, they would do that where it would have the E, but the E would be a much smaller font. So, uh, and then got Legion of X number seven. Another one I am super stoked on. Another series I like. Uh, and the last issue was really good. So I'm curious what the, their, their world will be like. Post Judgment Day, yeah. Then we also have Marauders and Wolf. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> it, is it just me? Or are they double shipping these Percy books, even though there's two of them? We just had Wolverine, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, and, and we here's the thing: we just had Wolverine, and we just had X Force twice, anyways, too. So we're just at the point where we have to read something from him every week, don't we? I. It genuinely, it feels like they're double shipping it, so there's no weeks off from Wolverine or uh, X Force. Because even or though Beast. Beast is Beast is a star of X Force, they've decided to make him the villain in Wolverine too now. So you've got. I just Marauders might be fun. I mean, I feel like I'm 
I was it last issue or the one before that I kind of enjoyed, and I'm liking mm-hmm. that first page. We're gonna get the very first page will be about that interesting subplot that won't be referenced for the rest of the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it'll be fun. It's just uh, not as fun as the others. Yeah. Well, the other two, and then Wolverine. <laughs> All right, so this made for a little bit of a shorter episode than usual. I think it's going to be that way until Dark Web kicks off. I did want to let everyone know uh, we're kind of going to treat the launch of Dark Web as the launch of our second season. So I'm going to we're going to upgrade some of the visuals, and there's a couple other surprises coming your way. We'll announce in a couple weeks, but uh, so f- might get a couple shorter episodes for the next few weeks as we take our little breather after Judgment Day. Um, but we are loving being here, ah. we're loving doing this, and thank I, yeah. season two is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much for sticking with us. Uh, season one was a learning experience, to say the least. Yeah, I'm, I'm very glad we're doing this. Yeah, uh, we are twelve issues, in, twelve episodes in as of today. Again, fifteen if you count our practice episodes. So we're kind of a real. We're kind of the real deal. Now, yeah. <laughs> That'll do it for us. Make sure you like, review, follow, tell a friend about us. Uh, follow us on the social media sites. I'm that nerdy Papa Bear. Keegan is the Hulk Ranger. I didn't write in and until next time. <laughs> until <laughs> next time, maybe I'll prepare better. <laughs> <laughs>